Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and I'm excited to be back here with a solo episode for you guys. I feel like I've been doing a lot of interviews lately and recently had a couple of my uh, employees from Fit Town, Jupiter, on the show. Um, but it's good to be back with you guys with a solo episode. And I just wanted to share an idea that came up in a conversation with uh, a friend of mine who's um, looking to become a, a coach down here. She just moved down. Um, from the Northeast and she has coaching experience and wants to get started in this area and we were talking about the different paths that she could take while she's down here uh, especially in a kind of a new COVID type of world so the idea that came up was this idea between the difference between a freelancer and an entrepreneur and I want to distinguish this difference because I think there's a lot of people who would be better suited to be freelancers that think that the only path for them is to become an entrepreneur or they know they want to be a freelancer but they start to do things that look more like entrepreneurship and starting a legit business instead of just trying to create an income for themselves on the side okay and that's really what we're talking about here when you're when you're looking at becoming a freelancer you're keeping your costs very low you are looking to generate income right off the bat and it's, it provides a lot of flexibility to you to go in any direction that you want, okay? And I've hired a lot of freelancers off of websites like Fiverr.com is a big one, or um, Elance was kind of an older website, I don't even know if it's still around, but Fiverr is the big one that's around today where you can go and, and hire someone for a one-off activity, right? And these are people that don't have a lot of overhead, really much at all besides just paying Fiverr a, a cut of what you pay them. But these are people that are able to generate a lot of money. Some of those people on Fiverr are gonna make um, you know, five figures per month, six, six figures per year in income without necessarily having to have a business just because they have a skill set that people are willing to exchange money for. And when it comes to being a coach, um, I think you can start a business or start a income for yourself without having to start a gym or start a physical space, especially in a COVID world where a lot of people are trying to get out of leases. A lot of people are trying to get out of brick and mortar. And I don't think you want to necessarily take on that unnecessary risk. And I don't think you have to. So when you think about yourself as a freelancer, you're thinking about doing things immediately to generate uh, sales and to generate income right off the bat. So how can you provide a pop-up class in a park somewhere? And how can you get in touch with a school? How can you get in touch with um, you know, your friends, your neighbors that are already needing your help and see if you can start to generate sales and interest and the idea that I, I brought to her was this idea of like playing business versus actually running a business. And a lot of people when they go to start a business is they spend too much time and energy on these activities that are more playing business rather than actually generating business, okay? So playing business oftentimes in a new business looks like setting up business cards for yourself, um, creating a website, sometimes even creating a social media page, um, getting a nice logo, trying to come up with a perfect company name. All these things for a new person who has a skill set that is looking to generate income immediately, a lot of these things are distractions, okay? What really matters 
is sales. What really matters is starting to actually deliver the product and create results for people. Okay, and you can convert money right off the bat, right? So the other big part of a freelancer is that you're taking on very little risk, um, both in terms of your time commitment, but mainly in terms of the amount of money you have to put out. And because you're putting very little money out, you can actually start to generate a profit right from day one, okay? There might be little things like you might have to um, get an LLC just because you might need a certain level of insurance, things like that that you need to kind of just check those boxes, not because you need to feel good about yourself, but because you might need to do it legally. But even some of that stuff, you know, you don't have to do that stuff right off the bat. Um, my wife and I had started a food company uh, at a similar time that we started the gym and we did a lot of stuff sort of illegally right off the bat. And not because we did that purposely, but because we didn't want to get ahead of ourselves. We didn't want to uh, rent out a commercial kitchen before we even realized we had a viable product. So um, there is sort of a grace period where these with these things where you can try out and you can offer classes for free or nutrition coaching, um, not necessarily for free, but you can offer these things to people for a price before having the necessary insurance or in place or um, you know whatever regulatory parameters you would have. So if you're trying to do the things like focusing on insurance and business cards and logos and websites, chances are you're in this, this bucket of playing business rather than generating business. Another really good thing that I heard from one of our actually FitTown Jupiter members who does virtual assistant work is she shared with me the sentiment that you should talk your way to six figures. And I thought that was such a great way to put it, which was basically don't you know do uh, paid marketing, don't worry about your social media following too much, don't worry about your website, focus on the relationships and the networks that you already have and talk your way to six figures, right? Because if you can do that, um, really, if you can't do that, then you're not going to be successful. There's enough uh, in your network already to talk your way to six, a six-figure business if you're willing to just focus on what's most important, which is sales and conversions and delivering a great pot product for the right price point to those people. So when to get a little bit more specific here, um, this coach, this friend of mine that is um, she's new to the area, She's looking for potentially a job with us, a coaching job with us, but we don't really have room for her right now. She's looking at other gyms in the area and she's not sure if any of them are a good fit. And then she's trying to figure out, okay, well, um, as I'm kind of figuring out what I wanna do and I need to, I wanna be coaching right now. I don't wanna go too long without coaching. I want to um, be able to keep my skill set fresh. I wanna see where I'm a good fit. I wanna see um, you know, start to kind of build out my options here. She's trying to figure out, okay, do I uh, get a job at a gym? Do I start my own gym? Do I just start to kind of do things randomly off in a park somewhere? And, you know, my, my sentiment with this is, is just really focus on the place that you can generate income immediately for yourself, right? Focus on what are the skill sets that I have and how can I turn that into sales today and that could be working for someone else's company and being paid an hourly wage to work at another gym. But when it comes to starting a gym, I think that it's it's kind of a mistake in this environment, um, not for everybody, but for most people, in the sense that 
Um, you know, a lot of people are, again, trying to get out of their leases. They're trying to get out of brick and mortar. And you're going in and taking on this risk and taking on this overhead. And when you're a single person, here's the real key here. When you're a single person, when you start to add overhead into the mix, it makes it really hard to then make that and more to generate the profit, right? So it might not sound like a lot on paper to have you know, even a thousand dollar per month lease, maybe even less than that. If you're renting space from someone else, put a few thousand into equipment or a few hundred into equipment. Like that doesn't sound like a big deal. But then when you start to think about, okay, well, if I'm paying now uh, this amount monthly in website and and uh, physical location, and maybe that's only two thousand a month. Now I got to make six, seven, eight thousand a month just to clear the four or 5,000 a month that I wanna be able to make for the time that I'm putting in. And it's that many more hours that you have to put in to see, and you lose a lot of the flexibility too because now you're locked into a lease, you're locked into a specific location. Maybe she doesn't wanna live here. Maybe she wants to live in a different town um, and kind of have that flexibility. So you lose a lot of that flexibility when you go to build a business versus building um, just freelance work for yourself. So the path that I um, just kind of threw out there to her is one where she can actually actually leverage her skill set of working with the youth and teens that she's done a lot of and to start to reach out to sports teams out there like high school sports teams, middle school teams, um, clubs that are out there, travel teams and figure out where she can offer her expertise and offer training sessions to either these um you know the schools the clubs or maybe just the individual parents that have kids that they're looking for extra activities or they're looking to treat their sport more seriously and they need that additional training and i think that's an opportunity that's here now that is just as good now as it ever ever will be or ever has been and that is um, being able to do outdoor workouts at parks Um, there are parents right now that are dying to get their kids doing more things. A lot of activities haven't started back up. You know, a lot of sports seasons in the schools have been pushed back. So a lot of the things that kids are used to doing after school aren't around. And I know our in-gym programs for our kids' programs are doing great because of that. Because in the past, kids had so many other things, so many other distractions going on um, with other activities. And now a lot of those things are shut down. So this is their activity. If they have this option, they're taking advantage of that. You know, the other thing that's good too is that people are actually more excited to work out outside a lot of time. So in in the past, you could look at it as, okay, well, unless I had my own facility, are people gonna really take me seriously? Whereas now there's a selling point to being outside. You know, you're gonna be in the open air. You're not gonna be as close to other people. And you know, there is still a lot of that fear around COVID and that could be actually beneficial to be training outside in a park versus indoors, even if you have a really nice facility. Um, The other thing about that is we've actually had this experience already is that we've run some outdoor workouts and some park workouts, and we've had direct conversations with like the town officials, the people that run the parks, and they've been more lenient with us than they've ever been before because they know the struggles that, you know, everyone's having, not just us, but all small businesses and all people out there that are looking to work and help people they know the struggle. So we actually had an experience with the parks uh, in our local area where they said, yeah, use these fields for free and use areas like, I mean, we use a, a park that's next to the gym. That's not even truly a park. It's not something they naturally 
or normally would rent out to people, yet they're renting out it to us or letting us use it right now for free because of the the state of the times that that we're in and they want to work with us. So there's a lot of these opportunities out there that if you're willing to kind of be a freelancer and keep your costs low um, and kind of do your own thing, you could see a lot of success. Um, and I think that's, you know, I, I hope that's a useful framework for you guys to take into your next thing. Um, if you have a next thing, if you're in a transition period, um, or maybe just something to keep in your in mind in your back pocket of if you want to start the next thing, right? I started Seven Figure Box um, after having the gym. And it's important to think about, okay, how, how do I want to start this next thing? And how can I do it with as little overhead as possible? and really kind of dip my toes in a water that's going to give me a, a, a sense of if, if this is really the path that I want to go on um, and give a full effort to it, but without being locked in for years and years to come or locked down a path that isn't really truly the path that I want to go down. Okay, So hopefully this idea of the freelancer and the entrepreneur helps you guys. And it was great talking to you guys again. If you have any questions, andrew at fittown.com. And we'll talk soon.